Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sweet sounds of my vape. <laughs> now, are vapes bad for you? I don't know. People are very anti-vape. When I went to go see John Mulaney, he was like, um, "If I could give any word of advice, I would just say, you know, don't don't smoke vapes. Just smoke a regular cigarette." And I was like, "Why? What's the problem?" I agree with that. So the thing with smoking uh, an actual cigarette or uh, an actual anything is that mm-hmm. you, you know, you can just, you have to go outside. You have to take a break to do it. Mm-hmm. These vaping assholes just vape all over the place. They vape in doors. And it's not like, they're like, oh no, it's just water. It's not just water. It's like dirty, filthy chemical water. <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. Throw I mean, I don't ever, I, I only do it in my closet. Or in my office <laughs> when I'm alone. <laughs> it's gross. And I, it's uh, it's substance. It's not like just nicotine. I'm not fully trash. <laughs> I have some standard. Um. Anyway, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I got a case of the Mondays. What can I say? I got a case of the Mondays. I can't do anything about. The case of Mondays that I got, but I got it. I woke up this morning very energetic, and mm-hmm. then I had like three back-to-back meetings that just completely mm-hmm. drained me. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm done working for the day. I just yeah, I have, a, I have a question for you. When you mm-hmm. say that the meetings were draining, do you just mean that like they existed? Well, I have to be on camera for all of them, right? Oh. And I have to pay attention because yeah. I have to contribute to them. So. Oh. Um, I have to sit there 
And usually when I'm not in a meeting, I like to, you know, work for like 25 minutes and walk around a little bit in the house, <laughs> have a little cup of coffee. How many cups of coffee we have in these days? What are we looking at? So we wake up with um, what would, I guess, be two cups of coffee in one giant mug. Okay. Um, that's the first We're thing. About 16 ounces. Yeah, easily. Right. So that's how, yeah, so that's how we start the day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get ready for work, which is open up a laptop. Mm-hmm. And then it's just constant, just constant coffee. Constant There's never coffee. an empty mug. Yes. And then sometimes I take a break from the coffee I make at home to go get a cup of coffee <laughs> at Quick Check. Just so like, stupid. Because you're like, I've earned this. I'm making money. I'm going to spend the money that I earned. You know, that's a good idea. But uh, I get them back because mm-hmm. I have decided in my life I will never pay for another packet of Splenda. So I'm just jacking <laughs> Splendas from Quick Checks and Wawa's. But then I tell them, I'm like, I'm, I took a bunch of Splenda. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's free. I was like, I know. <laughs> it's not <laughs> really it sticking it to the man when you're like, I just want to let you know that I'm just minorly inconveniencing you. Um <laughs> Yeah, I this afternoon I was like, do you ever have this thing where you're like, oh, it's like 12.15, right? So it's 12.15 and I got to pick up my kids from camp at 1, which means the latest I can leave my house is 12.45. Mm-hmm. So 12.15, I thought to myself, I'm going to go and get myself a gigantic iced coffee, right? Okay. On my way to camp. There's two Starbuckses. So I had Starbucks it. In, yeah. <laughs> Starbuys. And so I... <laughs> <laughs> I I go and I had it all planned out in my head. So it's like 1230. I was like, oh, at 12:30 will be give me plenty of time for me to do this. And then somehow suddenly it's 12:30 and then it's 1240. You're like, what happened? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what happened? And then I went to my phone to pick the of the two Starbucks, there's one that is more convenient. And so mm-hmm. I went to go pick the one that's more convenient to do a mobile order. Guess what? No mobile order today. I hate when they do that shit. I'm like, yeah. I get it. It's probably the lunch hour. You're busy. But you're inconveniencing me. So then I yes. didn't get it. I didn't get the iced coffee. That's very sad. I'm very sad for you. Yeah. yeah. The thing about like, you know, like sometimes to myself, I'm like, oh, I need 30 seconds to put my socks and shoes on when I have to mm-hmm. go somewhere. So that's like <laughs> the amount of time that I give myself. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck did it take me seven minutes to put on my socks and shoes? What's going on here? <laughs> right? Like. Time goes by so slowly in the words of Madonna, but then it's like <laughs> suddenly it goes so fast. I don't yes. understand. Yep. What is time? It's a paradox, is it not? <laughs> Let's unpack that. I'm just getting high enough at the moment for this to go down a bizarre place. Hey, are you watching Never Have I Ever? Do you watch that show? I do not watch that show, and I will not watch that show. Um, why won't you watch it? You sound very angry about it. I'm just saying I'm not going to watch it. It's like three seasons in, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. There's nothing in there for me. It's like me asking you if you watched The Captain. Did you watch The Captain? No, Rahil, you're grossly <laughs> underestimating this show, okay? Nope. And you are massively overestimating your own masculinity because you would love Never Have I Ever. I don't think I would. I'm sure I would. I like no. good things. You would because it's not just like about a teenage girl and like her dumb shit. It's about like 
being a brown person and also about it's not remo- it's not totally about her it's actually a lot of it is about her parents mm-hmm. so i feel like that is a very relatable part of the show and like yeah. her relationship with her parents and you know how do you navigate those things and not just her parents everybody's parents and the narration is john McEnroe. like it's so ridiculous <laughs> oh, it's a sports person for me it's a sports person for you <laughs> Um, I'm glad the show exists. I'm glad that you enjoy the show. I myself will not be watching the show. If it if if it is any um whatever, I don't know words. I consolation. Yeah, sure. I cried like the first like entire season of the show. I cried, I laughed, I had all the feelings. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. It turns out you crying isn't that big a deal. Because you seem to cry a lot. (laughs) No, like you've been my sibling my entire life. Yeah. Was I always like was I crybaby when I was younger? I don't think you were a crybaby. I think you've started to cry a lot more in the last two years. <laughs> Almost as if some sort of global pandemic is affecting you or something. Because <laughs> you weren't like a big crier, I don't think. Or maybe you were crying in silence. Which is <laughs> <I> would... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I think for like Probably, like, as I was an adult, right? Like, I think that I was, as I was growing up, in my youth, I'd say, I was definitely silently crying. Mm-hmm. I was, like, internally just, you know, I wasn't outwardly crying. I was just taking all the anger and putting it towards myself. Just, like, really baking a cake of self-loathing. <laughs> and so the interesting thing, yes, the two years of the pandemic has done a lot. But I think also because I've been in therapy so much, instead of, internalizing all of my feelings and continuing to bake the self-loathing cake, I've yeah. just decided to start crying more. And so many things make me cry. Honestly, it's a mess. <laughs> so like never have I ever the first season came out in 2019. <laughs> there was no pandemic. I have no excuse. I just <laughs> I'm constantly crying. Like I was talking to Arthi about something and like about like you know bravo or whatever i was like oh my god you missed that episode it made me cry and she goes well you do and i was like you're right uh i think um so i don't cry a lot i don't cry about things that i probably should cry about Mm -hmm. Um, all that stuff is getting oh it's way down deep down in there that's not that's coming out like on my deathbed you baking a self-loathing cake well, I don't think it's, uh, it, there's not really self-loathing. I think I just have a lot of, I, you know, I'm going through a lot. Um, but for right now, it's not something I can deal with. So mm. for right now, it just gets shoved down. But then, you know, I'll watch like uh, sports highlights or like sometimes I have like hype videos on YouTube. It's like the dumbest <laughs> shit. And I don't cry, but like I get, sometimes I get like misty eyed. <laughs> and I get, I get goosebumps a lot. <laughs> Do you know what, how I know my husband is feeling emotional? Is like if I walk in on him and he's watching, like, you remember the scene in Game of Thrones where the backstory of Jon Snow's birth gets yeah, <laughs> the, the king of the north? Yeah. That's a hype video. Him and I watched that together. It's called The White Wolf. I recommend it for everybody. I watched that multiple times and I found the soundtrack behind it. And now I just listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, like for, that, for, for, yeah. 
for the last week, I've just been listening to the Top Gun soundtrack and just doing work and just feeling things. And then, like, I'll listen to it in the car and then I try to, like, speed up, but it's, like, a local road. So it's only, I'm only going, like, 35 miles an hour from 30 miles an hour. Like, I'm also driving an aeroplane and it's, like, yeah, no, exactly. you're on a cord and you're on fucking an inside road. I'm like, cover my six, Maverick. I'm just talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. You should watch The Captain. Want to watch The Captain? Oh, you know, I don't know about Derek Jeter. You know his. What is your relationship with? What? Charmaine? Cherie? Charmaine? She's on. She's in The Captain. Oh, okay. Um, and his mother used to live in my town. I think they moved. Um, Have you seen his mother? No. She is a dead ringer for Carolyn Manzo, no. and she's a Jersey. And she's a Jersey gal. Oh, yeah, I mean, they yes. used to live in West Orange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Somebody almost I tried think... to get us to buy a house when we were house hunting because she was like, oh, yeah, right here down the street, that yellow house, that's Derek Dieter's mom's house, and his sister's house is the other house right next door. And I was like, okay, I mean, that means nothing to me. You don't have I'm... a relationship with Derek Dieter? DJ? You know, El Capitan? I, I don't have a relationship with baseball. <laughs> I but you know Derek Jeter is a very famous person. You should yeah, have a relationship with him I, as a celebrity. Okay, first of all, don't you tell me what I should or shouldn't do. Okay, <laughs> number one, um, and that's it. That was the only number I had. I don't care about baseball. Like I know that Derek Jeter fucked a lot of people. I care about Mariah Carey, so I guess by proxy, I care about Derek. That Jeter. was the first one. Derek Jeter got that out of the way. <laughs> it was okay, like his rookie season. Have some <laughs> respect for Mimi. Okay. Don't you dare. <laughs> then she he got the Jessica Alba, I think. He obviously You got, got all the Jessicas. Have yeah, you seen he did so, date all the Jessicas, huh? So they have like it's you know, this is like early two thousands, but mm-hmm. they used to have like this and this is like ESPN on Sports Center and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They used yeah. to have like the Derek Jeter lineup where they would have position players, but there were all the women that he dated. So it'd be like Jessica Alba at shortstop, Jessica Biel at second base, and Scarlett Johansson, and everybody. And then he also obviously dated Lara Dutta, former Miss Universe, which is very yes. exciting for the subcontinent. Yeah. Oh my God, he cheated everyone. He Mr. really did. Kelly. Oh Who yeah, Mary Hannah Davis. Okay, oh, a lovely lady. She's in the she's in the Captain too. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, she's so young. She's 32. Ooh. Yeah, the cap. Well, he's a captain. The captain. You no, know, it's not too bad. 32 to 48. Mm, I'll allow it. Well, they got married when she was like 22 or 25. Ooh, but they've been together for a while now. So, you know what? I'll still allow it. And she's still popping out as babies. So, I guess it's fine. She'll get something out of it. Minka Kelly. Hmm. There's also, um, uh, this is terrible. Maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it. But there's also like a Derek Jeter herpes tree because apparently. Oh my God, Derek- yes. Okay, I do know about that, unfortunately, because <laughs> back in the early, I'd say mid to late aughts, was a time when like all the blogs were taking off, right? Like the mm-hmm. was it Tyler Durden and Perez Hilton and Delisted and all that stuff, and so those websites used to like because that's before we had podcasts or even Twitter mm-hmm. really or like Instagram, so those are the ones that used to always waste my time on network. 
And um, that is, those are the places where I knew that uh, I found out that Jessica Alba had herpes because, (laughs) because of her assistant or something. And then the assistant said that it was because of Derek Jeter. Yeah. But like, I remember Valtrax commercials being like Valpax. Valpax is the coupon people. And Valtrax (laughs) is the STI people. Yes. Those were like really big also in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, apparently everybody. Yeah, but now I'm like, okay, yeah. So we're like, I don't want to say normalized, but we've like, we've normalized the treatment of STDs. It happens and we've got treatments for it. People aren't dying. Great. We love that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's fine. I don't want, I'm not going to slut shame them about it, but I'm not going to lie. In the early 2000s, I was like, that's disgusting. And then later on, I found out like, no, you've, everybody's got herpes. Calm down. Everybody has something. Yeah, exactly. He's got something. Um, now, Derek Jeter, what is his background? What do you mean? So this is a beautiful thing, right? So that's the thing that makes Derek Jeter so special. Because he's this uh, biracial angel, as they called him in the other guys. His father was from Mississippi, I believe. His mom Mm -hmm. is a white lady from New Jersey. And then they lived in Kalamazoo. So the the series itself is very good. And there's parts of like the Derek Jeter. Like I watched like Derek Jeter's entire career, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think he was a rookie in 96. So as long as I've been watching baseball, Derek Jeter has been a part of baseball. Um. And I would say Derek Jeter is probably like the most envied athlete of all time. Um, now, because I'm not going to lie. For a long time, I thought Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter were like the same level. Um, so Alex Rodriguez is hands down a better baseball player. Okay. Like his stats are much better. But mm-hmm. Alex Rodriguez is a bitch. And he's always been a bitch. And you'd actually love this part of the captain. They go into Alex Rodriguez being a bitch. But now they're friends again, apparently. But well, yeah, but so they... Yeah, go sorry. ahead. Sorry, no, no, no. no so My, nothing I'm saying they, is important. They, uh, they came up together and they were best friends. And then um, they would do all these covers together. But the thing was, Derek Jeter's team won more because he played for the Yankees. And Alex mm-hmm. Rodriguez had better stats but his teams weren't as good as the Yankees. So Alex Rodriguez started to feel a certain way about it. Mm. And then he made some comments in the press where he was like, you know, you don't go into the, into New York and uh, and you're not worried about Derek Jeter because he's not going to beat you on his own. He has all these other great players around him. Wow. And that caused tension. And then four years later, they were on the same team, but then they never, you know, they never gelled together. Hmm. Um, So that was really interesting. I like hmm. sports has a lot of stuff like that. I don't know why you don't watch sports. What's wrong with you? You know, I don't sport. And you know, as I get older, like, and especially because I've got two sons, I really don't want to sport. I don't know why. I got to unpack it in therapy. But like, I I also see like how much my husband tries to get my kids been, my kids been, my, what am I saying? My kids to do sports. And yeah. every time he tries, like the more he tries to get them to sport, the more I don't like sports. Because uh, you don't like them. Do, do you not like them or do you not like watching them fail? Is that the thing? Or is it that like, they're not I interested? don't like watching them 
I don't like the I don't like the feeling of being forced to do like my kids being forced to do anything. And then I also it's like a very awkward situation. Like my husband is obviously trying to get his kids to like do a sport and the kids are like trying their best, but like not really giving a shit. And I see the life drain out of my husband's eyes when our kids are bad at sports. (laughs) I feel so bad for him. It's something that. Well, I think it's something that you kind of have to pick up or I, like the way that I remember it, like I started playing sports when I was like 10, right? I think it's just one of those things that. No, but you guys were always into sports, right? Like you guys, I remember living in Saudi and we used to watch basketball together. Like all of us mm-hmm. would watch basketball. And I remember you guys would play cricket. Like there was always some sort of sports thing happening. Even my kids, nothing. No mas. They're not interested in any of it. Any organized competitive sport like that, they're just not into it. Yeah, I wonder why that. I mean, I, in back in Saudi Arabia, you know, we had we watched a lot of soccer because that was the only thing that was on. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where as a boy, you just watch sports, right? Yeah. Um, and then eventually you get into it. Like you get into like the story. So there's like two ways that you can watch it, right? One is you actually watch what's happening on the field and that can be exciting in the same way, like watching a ballet is exciting, right? Like watching people do like these amazing physical things can be exciting. Yeah. And then there's a second part where it's like, you know, you have like a team or you're following the stories and there's all this other stuff that's going on and you can really, you know, you can get into a lot of different subjects through sports. That's what I like about it now. Well, speaking of sports, I'm going to send you um, the newest direct TV ad. And I would love for you to give me your live reaction as you watch it, because I think that it is appropriate to the topics that we are discussing right now and sent. The sports is, here we go. Hey. I know. It's Teresa. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Kyle. <laughs> hey, it's Kenya. Yeah. That's cute. Right? Yeah. Why aren't the Cowboys wearing Cowboys uniforms? I thought DirecTV had a sponsor. Oh, yeah. So I sent it to my husband. I was like, look, it's when our powers combine. He said, this is so bad and offensive as if I couldn't hate reality TV and Cowboys more. I was like, okay. That did not go as planned, but we're talking if for anybody who's listening who hasn't seen it. I just tweeted it out last night, so it's the DirecTV Housewives football ad, and you could it's all over social media right now, so you can find it with Teresa and Kyle and Kenya. And isn't Teresa, like, kind of delightful? She looks really good, actually, as a linebacker. I don't, I don't know if that's a new thing for me. She looks great. She's acting yeah. quite funny. Like yeah. when she's like, who flips the table? And then you like cut her and she's like, I get it. Like, I don't know. It felt very natural. Whereas like Kyle, I was like, shut up, Kyle. You're like the worst yeah. actress and you are an actress. Yeah. I did not care for Kyle in that No, spot. and Kenny's just having a great time. 
So, yeah. I know. Um, anyway, I had a list of things to talk to you about, but it was more food related. Okay. I guess we I can, can talk, talk about it. <laughs> What's wrong, buddy? You know, today I've been up ins- here. insatiable. I ate so much today. Let's just talk about how much I ate. Okay, first of all, this morning for breakfast, I had my regular coffee, right? And then I dropped the kids off to school or camp. And then I, I went and made myself, as I shared with you, a delicious new toast, which is just toast, toasted bread with cream yeah. cheese, lots, lots, copious amounts of red pepper flakes, and a drizzle of honey. And it is so good. It's so yummy. So I had two pieces of bread with that, right? Yeah. And then that was like around like 10. And then at 12, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. I'm going to pass out. I got super duper hungry. So we had some good grilled chicken in the fridge. So I had grilled chicken, some leftover salad, and then another two pieces of bread with the honey and the whatever. So it's like, okay, this is great. 2.30, dying of hunger. Like, I don't know what's happening with my body. Now, I did feel under the weather yesterday. So I'm wondering if maybe your bot- my body's just like, it's time to eat. Like, yeah, you were down and out, and it's time to eat. Um, so we had leftover biryani, so I ate biryani at two thirty, and then I made the kids spaghetti. And real, as you know, a fresh bowl of spaghetti, greasy, because I put like butter in it, just like hot, and like sometimes the pasta sticks to each other. Pop that in my mouth like fucking bonbons, like a bag of chips. So I had like a bunch of spaghetti. Just yes. to interrupt real quick, are you eating the spaghetti straight out of the pot? Of course. It's my <laughs> pot and my kids. I'll eat the spaghetti. And then you're like spaghetti. pretending like, oh, I didn't even have it. It's not like a meal. I'm just... No, it's not a meal because I just stood up and stood by the stove and had it. Yeah. And we always have like quema, like ground chicken, always cooked. So the quema plus the spaghetti with a little bit of like butter and parmesan, it's, the, it's so good. And the thing is, I'm drooling right now because I could probably still go downstairs and have a, a bite because it's just. Oh, so you good. should. No, you but should. like, what's going on? Why am I not full? Why am well, I? Do not- you us- do yeah. you usually eat that early in the morning? Sometimes I do, not always. Because I found that you know, if you get the engine started early, then you're hungrier for the rest of the day. You're right. You're right. But you know, I'm trying to have three square meals because I. Don't do well with not eating enough. Yeah. And that's the problem. So, hey, you want to know something? Sure. I didn't even post about this anywhere. So, in Real Houses of Beverly Hills, there is an Asian um, housewife. Her name is Crystal Kung Minkoff. Her husband, Robert Minkoff, is the director of Lion King. Oh. Yeah. And Crystal... This season talked about – she talked about it last season too, but this season she talked about her eating disorder. She has bulimia. And she talks about it a lot and she's like, you know, it's hard enough. Like there's a lot of reasons like you go into being in an eating disorder, but it's hard enough to like look different. But then on top of that, I'm the tallest girl in all of my classes. I look different. I have a different body type. And the only thing I can control is the food that goes into me and – and how I can control that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when she was like younger, she started an eating disorder. And I had been thinking about it, about like how I also would feel that way, although I was in the tallest, just like the hairiest kid in the room. But I think also what's crazy is recently I've thought more about how like 
ethnic foods, right? So for women, we deal with like the the obscene like Western standards of beauty, which is like white, thin, tall, blonde, right? And yeah. then on top of that, when we were growing up, especially like in the 90s, it was also that foods that we grew up eating were now becoming like they were getting vilified. So it's like rice, you're not allowed to eat rice anymore. You're not like all it's like, so you already look different. You smell different. You talk differently. Your body's never going to look like another person's body. And also the food that you eat when you go home is the reason why you're never going to achieve all of those things, which again adds to like your self-loathing cake. Mm -hmm. So I had talked about this on the main a while ago, and I don't know if that's what landed in Crystal's lap, but she sent me a DM today saying, I just want to say I love you and Arthi. Oh, my she God. Said, she said, I adore you and Arthi. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so nice. It was so nice. And then we exchanged messages about our, our views and our EDs. It was really lovely. That's so nice. It is really yeah. nice. But then when that happens, I sometimes get really nervous because I'm like. About what? I'm what like, maybe you shouldn't be listening to me. Yeah, like I've definitely called her an asshole before, which maybe she loved it because yeah. apparently she heard something. Have you been nice to her otherwise? Yeah, of course. It's Beverly Hills and she's like the one Asian woman there. Like I'm never going to not like Garcelle or Crystal. I'm you know never not going to like Garcelle. Oh, I know like, who Garcelle is. What's your relationship oh. with Garcelle? Well, it started in 1997, I want to say, when she was on the Jamie Foxx show. But yes. So that's when I knew who she was. Yes. But I think I'm oh. pretty sure she was on The Fresh Prince at a certain point also. Um, yeah, she was. And then I was, a big, I was a big fan of hers. On She was on NYPD Blue for a little bit. And mm -hmm. then all these different movies and stuff like that. I mean, what's there not to love? It's a very lovely lady. She's so lovely. She was on Playboy at one point. She was. Oh, good for her. Yeah, so she's on, on Beverly Hills right now. So it's like I'm always going to root for them because yeah. why not? Why wouldn't I? Who, who am I going to root for? Fucking Lisa fucking Renna? <laughs> Is she Get still on the show? Yes, unfortunately, she's still on the show. She rolls Harry out every few episodes to get some get people to like her because she's always like Harry Hamlin. Remember my husband Harry Hamlin? You're like, okay, fine, we'll allow you to be here because of Harry Hamlin. Thanks for rolling out LA Law over here. It rolls him out. Uh, rolls him out of her uh, of his crypt. <laughs> no, he honestly looks great. I think she lives in a crypt. <sighs> Anyway, so that happened today, which is very exciting. That's nice. You should be happy. I know. When, I somebody, like, happy. when somebody like that reaches out to you, how do you feel? Do you feel like, is it like a brush with stardom? Or is there like, hey, you know what? We're we're kind of uh, co-workers in this field. Um, the No, the questions I have in my mind is like, how the hell did you even find me? Like, mm -hmm. how do I land in your lap? And what do you mean you adore me? What do you know about me? Like, it's weird for me because I feel so far removed from it. Like, I'm just a mm -hmm. viewer. You know, I would much rather get a DM from, like, Dolores from New Jersey or something instead of, like, somebody from Beverly Hills. Because I feel like somebody in New Jersey may have found me through somebody here. 
Whereas I'm like, all the way from Beverly Hills, what? So it's the Beverly Hills of it that makes you feel weird. It's just, no, it's just the the likelihood of me having a connection to somebody from who's somebody from Beverly Hills whose husband made the Lion King is like weird. Whereas like the likelihood of me having a connection with fucking Melissa fucking Gorga, who's like right here. I just ran into Kevin Jonas, for God's sake. Like, it's fine. That's like a realistic thing, you know? Um, I have a question. Have you seen any of the footage of Teresa's wedding? I have not. I hear it was right in my neighborhood. Just just the pictures I shared with you. No. Yeah. Those are lovely. Yeah. The fog machine, the hair, the tiara, all the stuff. It looked like the most quintessential New Jersey wedding ever. It could be a wedding- like summer New Jersey wedding ever. Yeah, honestly, it could be a wedding for an Italian person, an Arab person, a Jewish person. Yep. It's just like yep. anybody from New Jersey with some money is having that exact wedding. And people or like really even like a yeah, even like a Daisy person who's like big on like Instagram. You know what I mean? Oh my God, like yes, of course, of course. Is, look, uh, so is that the same guy that you told me about at one point with the? Who went on a bros trip and made a video? Correct. Yep, that's the guy. That's the one. Louis. Are we okay with him now? No, no, they don't even have a prenup. Oh, and she's yeah. the one with the money in the she's situation. She's the one with the money, and she thinks that prenups are bad because, um, what's his buns? Uh, Juicy Joe Gor- Joe Judice made him <laughs> made her sign a prenup before they got married the first time. And obviously he did it so that she could have all his debt, whereas she doesn't understand what a prenup would do for her in this situation. And she keeps being like, oh, he makes more money than me. He has more money than me. We're like, "Mm, Teresa, no, no, no. But she did it. She got married. What does he do? Uh, He has he's an entrepreneur. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Would you love to be a plus one at, with somebody at Teresa Judas's wedding? I'm always in the mood for a wedding. I'd go to that wedding. You enjoy weddings? So I found a hack. I went to one wedding in the summer earlier this year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I found a hack for Daisy weddings. Okay. Um, now, this only works uh, under two conditions. One is you have to go alone. Okay. And the second is you don't get to eat. What? So I went to this wedding. I got there at 730. Uh-huh. At 8.15, we prayed because it was uh-huh. prayer time. It was evening prayer time. Um, and then I came back from the prayer and the stage was completely empty. Other than the bride and the groom. I knew the groom. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I was like, oh, the stage is empty. I went up to the stage with like two other guys that were there also yeah. by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And we got, our, we got the wedding picture done. Uh-huh. And I shook my hands and I came home. That was it. I didn't have to wait in line. I didn't want to eat the food. Um, you know how, like, at, at like a daisy wedding in the summer, you start sweating through your food, uh, through your clothes when you eat the spicy food. Yeah. I don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. I was home by not by eight forty-five. Done. Now the problem is that as a woman, I can't do that. Why not? Because I've put in a lot of effort to like look a certain way to attend this wedding. So the least I'm going to do is get some fucking food. I'm not leaving without eating. I'm not leaving. 
like Leonardo says. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. Um, <laughs> is that now? Is that food that you actually want? Oh, you're right. It's like, do I want? I know I don't. But like, did you eat the appies? Yeah. So I had to, that. Oh, sorry, that was the other thing. So I got there early enough that I I had I had like a plate and a half of the appetizers. More than Sometimes enough. I'm great with appetizers. Sometimes all yeah. I want is the appetizers because you get up there in the food line, the line is so long. That fucking buffet line is the fifth circle of hell at a busy Winnie, <laughs> especially yeah, if you get you, stuck behind somebody. When you marry Flubber. If you yeah. are you going to have a buffet or would you like a seated dinner? Um, I would. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I'll have a buffet, right? Okay. okay. But I'm not doing just the two tables of buffet. There's a buffet okay. in every fucking corner. I love that. So there's there's no wait. Mm-hmm. I'm like the the seated um wedding dinner mm-hmm. um is fine, but two things I I don't understand the portions sometimes um and then i'm like do i get like can i get seconds how does that work do i ask for seconds um and then i i also don't like (laughs) exactly it's bullshit um and then i don't like that i'm you know that i'm limited Uh i want the entire i want the entire thing available to me okay you know i um the what's the best actually yeah let me ask you what's the best wedding meal you've ever had like what is a wedding that you went to where you're like i still remember that food being so fucking good well the food at yours and our brother's weddings was very good okay but that's because it was a local restaurant that that's um, the best yeah um our cousin's wedding that we just went to in san francisco had amazing food yeah delicious food. food yeah great desserts also have you like ever had? Because I know you primarily attended like brown people's weddings, but have you ever had like an American wedding like experience? Yeah, as a guest, yes. nothing to write home about for you. Not really. Okay, my friend Kate, who you know very well. Yes. Her, I would say her food and Talia's actually. All three of my friends, Ali, I feel bad about the food was okay. Three of my best friends, their weddings, the food was amazing. Okay, Kristen got married first, and she got married on the beach in Ocean City, New Jersey. And the best thing was her ceremony was at 10, and it was a brunch wedding. Brunch wedding is where it's at. Okay, you get married on the beach when it's not too hot. By the time it starts to get hotter, you go inside to the location where the food is and the dancing is going to Mm -hmm. be. Brunch, you got an omelet station. You got all the breakfast foods. And because it's brunch, you have like a pasta station too. It was That's perfect. Lovely. And then everyone is done by three o'clock. Now, is the wedding over at that point or do you just keep it going? No, the wedding is over. Mm-hmm. We're wrapped up. And because we were obviously super close to the bride and the groom, we like hung out with them afterwards. We like went to the beach. We like got burgers and ice cream later. It was amazing. It was the best setup. That sounds now, great. Now I can understand why maybe that would be annoying. Now the lifestyle that I have where I have got two kids. But mm-hmm. even then I'm like, it sounds great. My kids love breakfast. And they would love to be out and doing something else by three o'clock, right? Yes. You have No, how do you f- well, so how do you feel about the one day wedding? But like with two events. So you have an event in the morning 
and then or maybe not even in the morning in like the afternoon then you take mm-hmm. like a three hour break no. and then you have a reception at night no you cannot ask me to take up three hours in the middle of the day okay i don't i don't appreciate that at all if you're giving me a break in the middle you better give me something to do give me a crossword give me a goodie bag give me something to do because it's a lot well, if it's like a destination type of deal, right? I'm assuming you're in a hotel. I would, I think you would like the cool down from the morning meal or the afternoon meal. You're Let thinking that, about your poop. But that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Um, I want to work that through and then be ready to go again at night. Plus you get like an outfit change in the middle. See, the, again, as a woman, as a woman, the outfit change is very difficult. It's like a whole, then I have to think about a whole other outfit, and then I have to figure all it's that two out. two outfits. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, another wedding that I went to where the food was amazing was Kate's wedding. Kate's wedding mm-hmm. was also at the shore at a very classy restaurant, right? Now, I will say the main of her wedding food, not that great. Okay, it was like steak, salmon, and another thing. And we got the steak and it was fine. Um, But the appetizers were here. They were so good. The the place where she got married is Congress Hall. And it's like super Americana, like 1920s vibe in there. And they have a speakeasy downstairs where she had her appetizers, her like cocktail hour. And they had stand-up bass guy playing like music on the side like a boom 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 and it was like a mahogany room right and the appetizers i'm like getting excited i'm awake i'm awake okay i'm gonna tell you about the appetizers okay they had they had these they had these you know french onion soup yeah of course what kind of question is that (laughs) they had had these little puff pastries real with like a fresh with like a french onion soup inside of it and then a layer of cheese on top so it looked like a little french onion soup in a bread bowl yeah, yeah. you just pop the whole thing in your mouth one bite <laughs> all the way in. so good they had like mini beef wellingtons which is like steak and mushroom sauce in like a puff pastry they had these like skewered kebabs they had burgers they had all these things like they had all kinds of stuff and then me and my friends, because we're pigs, we found out which corner of the room the guys were coming in with trays of food. <laughs> so we just sat at the table closest to it so that when they would come in, we would just eat the food right at their plates. It was amazing. I'm glad. I'm sure she was glad that she invited you so you could have that experience. Well, it's oh like, that sounds... We still tell her about it. It was so good. Now, was there a part of this wedding where there was like everyone sat down and then there were speeches? I'm rethinking the speeches part of the wedding. Is that a thing that is necessary? So the nice thing about, again, American weddings in comparison to Desi weddings is that American weddings, the only people who give the speech is the bridesmaid and the groomsmen. That's it. No recitations of the Holy Bible? No. (laughs) None of that. No annoying cousin singing? No. The only thing that, like, you have to sometimes cringely sit through is, like, the mother-daughter, the father-daughter dance or the mother-son dance. I'm like, we don't need this. It's a weird dance. Like, why do they do that? Isn't it weird? It is weird. I've watched some of those, like, YouTube videos 
where it starts off as like a slow dance and then there's like a record scratch music and then they do like some sort of new hip dance I do like bruno mars yeah and then all of the people are cheering the dad on because he's all slow and old <laughs> so dumb why are you watching these videos on youtube <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i go down like this rabbit hole where i where I watch like soldiers coming home and like surprising <laughs> their moms and stuff sense? like Oh, yeah. So I get real emotional. <laughs> it's lovely. It's just like a happiness rabbit hole. Yeah, that's good. I watch that sometimes. This is like the dumbest thing. They have like these videos of people that get those special glasses and they see colors for the first time. And every single time they cry and then I cry. I'm like, oh, my God. Have you watched the videos of kids hearing for the first time? Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> When, like, the first time they hear their mother and then they turn and their eyes get all wide and then they smile. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. <laughs> Human beings, am I right? Yeah. And I have okay. to do a palate cleanser and I watch porn. Okay. Can I tell you about Talia's wedding? Sure. It, it doesn't sound like I have a choice. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because this was nonstop food and honestly... I feel like this is how we should do it if you marry Flubber. So she had, because she's Jewish, uh, she had a traditional smorgasbord in the beginning of her wedding. So what oh, they that's did, an actual thing? That's an actual thing. So she, where it was just a fuck ton of food for cocktail hour. Like, so the way they do it, they the way, typically other weddings I've been to, you do the ceremony, then cocktail hour, then you go into the male ball, main ballroom, they do a bunch of dances, and then you sit down and you eat dinner, and then the dance floor opens up, right? But for Talia's wedding, they did the schmorg before the ceremony. So they did a first look, then they did the food, then they did the ceremony, and then we went into the main, right? And it was, like, beautiful. It was at this, like, amazing mansion in Albany in the middle of winter. Yeah. It was lovely. But the food was just, like, I don't – I can't even tell you what it was that we ate, but it was really good because I was a, I was a maid of honor, and all of us were bridesmaids. So we were just hanging out in the bridal suite, and they were just bringing us the food. So there was no walking around for it. There was no scoping out the stations. They yeah. were just bringing things to us. And as if we liked them, they would just bring it more. So this time we didn't have to sit by the corner where the waiters were coming out with food. So they did that. Then they had the ceremony. And then after the ceremony, we went to the main ballroom, whatever, you come in. And then I don't know what the main foods were, but it was like a bunch of different options. Whatever it was, everything was really, really good. And mm -hmm. then... The dance floor opened up and about like an hour before everything wrapped up, they brought out burgers and fries and pizza for everybody who was still hanging out. A little bit like mini ones. Yeah. To just like eat while you're well, eating. <laughs> to shove up your just like <laughs> while you're eating. And then after, this, after all this wrapped up, because we were all staying at the same mansion, that place also had a bar. And then we went to the bar and they got, there was like food and drinks and everything there. I was seven months pregnant and I was so happy. <laughs> that sounds great. How yeah. do you feel about like the live barbecue, which is a trend that I see happening a lot more uh, at DC events, especially this summer? Um, I don't know that I feel that excited about it because the thing is that all these places like so the live barbecue what we mean by that is a lot of like south asian events nowadays are like outdoors and then they have these like big 
companies come and set up these like tandoors to make like fresh naan and chicken and kebabs and all that stuff in addition to other foods. The thing is, all these gatherings I've been to where they've had this, like it's really good, but I also feel like I'm not really enjoying it the way that I would like to because we're like outside. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm nice I'm with sure it also. it's really, really good, but like I'm not get, I'm not experiencing the freshness of this in the way that I think it's intended to be felt. I think maybe the elders like it more, but I just always feel hot and sweaty. I don't like, they don't, allow enough time for there to be a buildup of the food before they serve it. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening a lot of times is I'll go up to the thing and it'll be empty because somebody else has gotten to it before me. And then I'm just like making myself like, so I'll just have a plate full of scraps of the stuff that I want. And I never feel fully confident about one plate of food like and i get full because i've eaten you know i've been to the thing like seven times or whatever but when i haven't you had build one up, you mean like a backlog a backlog yeah of, oh, yeah, yeah they don't have a, a exactly. enough fresh food waiting to be consumed exactly to be served yes mm-hmm. i'm so. also like not i know that there's like a whole thing of like oh we just like made this fresh right like yeah. i don't know that i care about that I would rather it be done well than it be fresh. Yes. Some of the live barbecues I've been to. A little salmonella action. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like those guys are under so much pressure to churn it out because of assholes like you that keep coming back and getting scraps. With my my empty plate. (laughs) Pretending to steer with it. That fuck is back. Um, <laughs> that I feel like, yeah, they would just be like, oh, yeah, it looks done enough. And the next thing mm-hmm. you know, you got an entire party of uh, sickies. No, thank yep. you. No. And I'm also really big on like, it doesn't need to be 60,000 things. It can just be a couple of things that are absolutely delicious. So if we are doing my wedding. Okay. What time is the perfect time for you? What time of the day and what month? What kind of weather are we talking about? Oh, my God. No, those are not my – you have to ask Flub about that. I don't know about any okay. of that stuff. That's not for me to decide. As a participant, I, what as, are you looking for? As a participant, what I'm looking forward to is things being organized, okay? Yes. Guests having clear directions of what to expect, the food being delicious and nobody like being inconvenienced and nobody being bored. You just want constant partying? I don't want constant partying. It's just like when I'm eating, I want to be able to eat and not feel rushed, right? Because that's another thing with like South Asian weddings I feel like is always an issue is I always feel like eating is rushed. Like if you're part of the wedding, especially eating is always very rushed because you have to like do another thing. I agree with you that we do not need speeches. I think that we can do one or two, bingo, bango. Not every single person in the family needs to get up and talk. I agree. Yeah. If we can focus more on the food, I think that that's really all I care about. What about the music? I like the music. I like the music, but I need it to just be like lowered while people are talking. There's like a time to party and then there's a time to just... You know, converse with people. Would you put like icebreaker questions 
on your tables? Would you what? put no, it like a vicious one? Like, like is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> well, is it a sandwich? In my opinion, yes. Of course it is. Is I think a hot dog is a sandwich the same way I think a burger is a sandwich. Yes, agreed. What about uh, a gyro? Is a gyro sandwich? I Me, mean, it is. Yeah, they call it a gyro sandwich. Any carb that holds an in- ingredient inside, any piece of carb that holds um, a bunch of other ingredients, anything that is sandwiched is a sandwich. I don't know what else to say to you. Like, what? Is, <laughs> is a, a taco a sandwich? No, because because they do because first of all i'm not mexican okay don't what does that mean <laughs> are you a hot dog <laughs> shut up let me get to the point what i'm saying is i'm not a mexican person but i guess i can't really have that thought about gyros either i can't say about shawarma because i was born in the middle east my point was gonna be that <laughs> A taco is a taco because in Mexican culture, you have a torta, which is a sandwich. So possibly. I'm calling it a sandwich. I don't I do not care. I believe it's a sandwich. Is a quesadilla a sandwich? Yes. I think a samosa is almost a sandwich. That's a dumpling. Don't be stupid. I think an empanada is a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) What's your preferred dumpling of choice? Um, so I've had Chinese dumplings a couple of times mm-hmm. um, at uh, uh, this place in the city, um, which was like one of the most uh, delicious meals of my life. Yes. Um, but the thing is, I was high out of my goddamn mind every time. Um, <laughs> but it was very good. Like, I've, I went to a place like that in uh, Vegas last summer. Mm-hmm. And the dumplings were, it was so stupidly good. Like, yeah. what, at the end, we had a chocolate-filled dumpling. And I was like, this can't be that good. And it was the best thing I've ever eaten. I was like, why is this so good? You go to one of those, like, dim sum A chocolate places. dumpling sounds like a hate crime, by the way. That does not sound like a right no, thing. No, Super authentic place, too. So it was like, we're not, like, it wasn't like a gentrification of, like, Asian dumplings. But... The best thing about dumpling places or like dim sum places is that all of it's like tapas, right? Like you go and you have all the little bites of food. So we got like yeah. a bunch of like spiced like green beans and like potatoes and then dumplings and like shrimp and like all this stuff. And you just you just take your chopsticks and you just eat away at every little thing. It's so good. <laughs> I don't mess with the chopsticks. I go straight fork. I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm just here to fill my fat mouth. The other day, my mother-in-law, because we get these, like, uh, shrimp dumplings or, like, vegetarian dumplings from Trader Joe's, like the shumai. Yeah. And so she'll make them from time to time. Like, we all love them. And so we got them. And then Trader Joe's right now has a chili crisp oil, which is, like, basically a chili oil. And yeah. I – so good. I will I, – so I took out chopsticks to eat the dumplings. with, And Bob was like, I will divorce you. Like, why are you doing this? Just <laughs> and I was like, no, it's experience. He was like, you don't need to use chopsticks. So dumb. Like, I have to say, it did, like, elevate the experience. It did nothing. It did nothing. You're a goddamn liar. (laughs) There is something really fun about eating with chopsticks. No, there isn't. There's something fun about eating with your bare hands like I do. That's the best. Yeah, because that's 
that's yeah. what God intended. Um, but yeah, no. Because don't you drop it? Aren't you shaky? No. Are you no. good with the... I'm good with it. It's like holding a pencil. I'm serious. No. I dated somebody in college. They taught me how to use chopsticks. That was the only yeah, thing. Where's I... email? I don't know. I actually... This is the person that I saw. They popped up on Instagram. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll add them on my Instagram. And I added them. And they left my request on. <laughs> Point to that person. I was like, okay. I mean, it's not that serious. And then before, Instagram used to let you, like, unsend the request. It doesn't even let you do it anymore. So I'm just hanging oh. in this, like, douche canoe. like, <laughs> Instagram, like a loser. Uh. Well, that's it. What's your favorite sandwich? <laughs> my favorite sandwich. Ooh. Oh, my God. Mm. I think my favorite sandwich is a multi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it for you. It's multi-grain bread toasted. Okay. Okay. There is a garlic herbed mayo on, the, on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got a nice piece of lettuce, a tomato red onion some crispy thinly like thin chicken cutlet it's like a chicken cutlet that's been like a like an italian style chicken cutlet okay that's it then a little bit of pesto fresh mozzarella and then the sandwich bread on top that is the best sandwich and you know what instead of the lettuce we're gonna go, go with arugula Sure. Ugh, but here's here's my here's my issue with your sandwich. You described a bunch of really great fresh ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. What do you even call that sandwich? Is that does that sandwich have a name? It's it's a, it's a chicken cutlet sandwich. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just you, you can put fresh ingredients into anything, and that can be a you know. Why that are can you be yelling at me? You asked me for my favorite sandwich. I just told yeah, you. Yeah, I was expecting something like chicken salad, which is my favorite sandwich. <laughs> No, I'm not basic like you. I go anywhere I go. If I'm going to a sandwich shop, I'm getting chicken salad. I, yeah, I believe you told everybody on this podcast that your fa- you were the reason why Dunkin' Donuts doesn't make chicken salad sandwiches anymore. I used to go to this place called the Great Wazoo, which you know of. Yes. It's a big in New Jersey. And um, I got them. I used to get the chicken salad uh, sandwich for a little while, but then I switched. They had like the low carb wrap. Mm-hmm. So I made it a chicken salad wrap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day I had the crazy idea. I was like, you know what? Why don't you pop that? Why don't you pop that wrap in the panini press? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, No, man, I can't do that. There's mayonnaise on it. It's gonna be disgusting. I was like, Let me just try it. And he did it, and it was so good. So like, obviously, the outside of it is crispy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first layer of the mayo and the chicken. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. warm, but mm-hmm. in the like the gooey center is still cold. Ooh, I don't think I like that hot and cold. Oh. It gives me like feelings of biting into a hot pocket and getting my mouth burned, but it's still cold on the inside. Isn't the chicken in your? I don't know. I don't even know what the hell sandwich it was. The but isn't the chicken, chicken that's fried? Yeah, isn't it warm? Yeah, it's warm. Oh, is it warm? Oh, it's cold. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, it's warm. Oh, what about the tomato? Isn't the tomato cold? No, but the, the real stop it, stop <laughs> it. No, I'm saying the meat can't be cold on some parts and then warm and hot on the other parts. 
That's what makes it exciting. <laughs> What's in your dream chicken salad? I Very basic. So I want, obviously, uh, the base is mayo. Um, mm-hmm. I want celery in there, and I want carrots in there. Okay. Um, and then some of the chicken salads that I've had, they have, like, the cranberries in there, which is mm-hmm. delightful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have little, like, jalapenos in there. So it's like sweet and spicy. I think that's how I got it at the wazoo. Um, and then I was, sometimes I was just for fun. I was throwing in some cheddar. Because who gives a fuck? Of course. Yum. When I was like really deep into keto, I used to make chicken salad, like these huge batches of chicken salad. And I would mm-hmm. go to work um, with uh, just a wrap or like a bunch of like Quest chips and like a big bowl of the chicken salad that I would make. And I would just have that chicken salad with quest chips every day for lunch it was so good and i would do like chicken chicken obviously mm-hmm. i love me a red onion so i'd go red onion some jalapenos um and then a bunch of like dry parsley dry dill dry oregano mm-hmm. lots of like seasoning lots of like salt and pepper some sumac in there the pepper in chicken salad is so nice <laughs> <laughs> you know where pepper is also good? Where? I know you're not like really into eggs, but like a, a good fried egg. Well, I had a fried egg sandwich today for dinner. Oh, so good. Was it runny? No, it wasn't. It was very soft. So I cook in butter and then mm-hmm. I just leave it on the lowest uh, anch, I don't know, setting. Heat. Um, <laughs> heat, yes. And then I just let it cook. I break it up and then I just let it cook. Mm. And then I turn it off eventually. And then it's just, it's very soft and gooey. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't call it, you know, runny. Oh, no, no. I meant like a fried egg sandwich, like fried egg, oh, like no. sunny side up. I don't, I don't fucks with the yolk, oh, as you God, know. It's so good. Dipping your toasty bread, like the corner of your toasty bread into the yeah. egg yolk with some pepper on it. Ooh, forget it. Yeah. It's so it's, good. It's, it's um, it's a tiny uh, chicken baby. It's okay, a tiny it's chicken still baby. There. Even different. in your fluffy eggs, you asshole. It's all there. No, but it's cooked. At least it's cooked. It is. I'm cooked. not having a yolk yeah. is cooked. I have to cook the yolk. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I have to go smoke some more pot and go to sleep. That's, That's the end of this. Podcast.